Um, he was in the same restaurant as us. Really? What yeah. do you order? <laughs> Enchiladas. It was a Mexican restaurant. There you go. You're listening to Experience This, a show about the emerging experience economy with your host, Tom Young. Hi, everybody. Uh, welcome to the show. This is Tom Young sitting here with Karen Bajma. Hi, Karen. Hey, Tom. How's it, how's it going? All right. Hey, so you're back from your trip to Sundance Film Festival out in Park City, Utah. How mm-hmm. was it? Awesome. So it was you, Rohan, Sean from our team, and then a few other your friends. So about a total of eight of us in the house. Um, and then we picked up two people while we were in Park City, and they spent uh, two days with us as well. And and what, what what was it that caused you to go this year? It was your first time there, right? Yeah, it was our first time. So we have a really good friend um, who had a movie that was premiering there, which was called Before You Know It. So his movie made the cut for Sundance. By the way, I learned at Sundance how difficult it is to actually get into the festival. So Yeah, your home movies are not being shown there. No, and I think the first round of cuts, there's about 11,000 movies that first enter. And if you make it through, they dwindle it down to about 4,000. And then at the end, there's only 110 movies that get selected. So I was interested, like, when did would he actually complete the movie for it to be shown at Sundance now? I don't know when the final completion was, but he did say that he, at Sundance, was the first time that he was going to see the final edited version of the movie. Oh, so they're making adjustments based on each round they go through. Yeah, and I even asked him, what does round one, what did the first draft of the script look like? Yeah. He said it was a totally different movie. Really? Yeah. Wow. So did you like the movie? It was great. Yeah. Yeah. What was it about? I don't want to give all of it away. And actually on our next podcast, we'll have Gary with us. Okay, we'll get him. Let's let's do that. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk more about the festival and the social, social side of it. Yeah. And you guys had, I assume, had a great time. I saw some pictures along. You guys were tweeting it out. Yeah. So we had a great time. And um, even the, we all stayed in a house. So it's probably a five bedroom house, bunk beds all over the place. Right. Uh, So it was great for some people who are used to hostel living. And then the rest of us had individual rooms. (laughs) Um, A snoring room and non-snoring room. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we were about, so park staying in Park City itself gets really expensive during Sundance. So you're talking about $1,000 a night and upwards, and you have to book it a year in advance. So we were 10 minutes away from the Main Street. Main Street's that downtown strip that mm-hmm. where a lot of stuff's going on. So we stayed about 10 minutes away. How'd you get around? So uh, Lyft sponsors it, and they give you a coupon code for the event. Uh, which is really good. And then their shuttle, their bus shuttle system is amazing. It's very punctual, comes on time, just sprawling all over the city. So a combination of Uber, Lyft, and the shuttle service. Uh, And then we did a lot of walking around. Once you're dumped off at Main Street, you pretty much want to hang out at Main Street. And so so describe, so you were there for like three days, right? Mm -hmm. So just, you know, walk me through a day. You wake up. Yeah. Is it a hung, hangover morning or is it everyone's fresh and early uh, cooking breakfast at 7 a.m.? So the interesting thing that happens is at 3 a.m. every morning, the festival releases, they drop a set of tickets. So some of these tickets are really hard to get into. Mm-hmm. So you have, or these movies are really difficult to get into. So you have to set your alarm for 3 a.m., wake up, refresh, 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 and try to snatch up these tickets that have been released. And in you public. did that? Yes, every night. 
Wow. Okay, so, great. some night, so the first night we, we landed and got in, went to bed at 1.30, but woke up again at 2, managed to score tickets. The second night we got home at 2, had to wake back up at 3. So, your sleep is like very secondary. Did you sleep in the movies? No. <laughs> <laughs> it might, maybe one of them. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, um, so, so uh, on a particular day, how many movies would you see? Um, you want to do... I think the right number is two, because three is a lot of movies. Yeah. And in Sundance, they're uncut versions. So you're not talking about an hour and 45 minutes of polished. You're talking close to being polished and two hours. So six hours, if you do three, six hours of yeah. movies a day is is quite an intense bit. So you would go to a movie and then you would go to a, a bar or coffee shop and then hang out and talk about it? So the group was divided. So some people wanted to <laughs> ski because obviously it's in Deer Valley, which has some of the best skiing in the country. Right. So you, the group broke up. Some people went to an 8.30 or 9 a.m. movie and other people hit the slopes. And then we kind of all got back together in the afternoon on Main Street. So Main Street was phenomenal. They've basically, imagine, I don't know, a furniture shop or a jewelry shop and Stella, Atois and Chase approach them and say, we'll give you a gajillion dollars to rent your space for two weeks. And they say, sure. And they pack up all their merchandise and put it in storage for two weeks and close up their shop. And they turn it into a tavern? Yeah, and they turn it into a lounge. So there's okay. a Chase Sapphire lounge. If you have a credit card or Chase okay. Sapphire card, uh, Stella, which we spent a lot of time in, they turned it into a three-story venue. Everything is branded in Stella. Uh, free drinks, free snacks. And then the cast of uh, a couple of movies come in and they'll do talks. So you get to watch that if you score a seat. And you just hang out there. And they've got a DJ playing and the music's going. And it's all free. Because I assume everybody there has paid a lot of money to be there and they're just trying to get, gather influence and brand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's really neat. So it was fun. It was so fun. It's so fun. And yeah, so you're going to do it again? Oh, yeah. We were already started looking at Airbnbs for next year. <laughs> we're probably going to be a little bit closer to, you want to be closer to the uh, main street so you don't have to rely so much on Ubers because they can, they, it gets backed up. So yeah. your wait times go up. Yeah. And the theaters are kind of spread all over the place. So that's not as much big, of an issue. How big, how big are these venues? Are they like a movie theater of a local town? Like let me see, four or 500 or? Yeah. So Eccles Theater is the main one in Park City. That probably seats about 400. And then they, they probably have about, I don't know, something like six or seven theaters that seat anywhere from maybe 300 all the way down to 150. Okay. They're still fairly big. Do they do any screenings like on large TVs and in in rooms where they may simulcast it to three or four TVs in a room? No, I think they're all. So it's all proper per, cinema. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're all a cinematic release, and and they and they run all day or just in the afternoon and night. So I think the first movies start at eight thirty a.m. and the last one starts at midnight. So it's all the time. It's all the time. You could literally be. This girl was sitting next to me at a movie, and she's a film critic. So she pulled up her laptop before the movie started and showed me her schedule. 
there was not a blank space in her calendar. It was back-to-back films. So how many movies are there? Is it, I, I, I was going to say 20, but you're going to tell me it's 20 a day. It's more more than that. Yeah. I mean, it's 110 total. So, And some of them, uh, they'll do an opening release is Saturday, but then they'll replay that movie. But what you want to try to get to the premieres, because that's where you get to meet the directors, the writers, right, the cast. Right. That's real. It's really fun. And so you, you obviously went to the see your friends movie. Mm-hmm. They were able to get you tickets. Yeah. Is well, it, well, we had to score tickets. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because he could only get a certain number of tickets. So we woke up at three a.m. <laughs> so and managed to get tickets. So there's no StubHub or are people scalping tickets on the street or is that like gauche? Uh, you're not supposed to. Right. But what you can do is, so I had tickets. We had tickets to a um, David Crosby documentary. Right. He was a he's an artist, right? A musical artist. David. I'm pretty Crosby. sure there's a group called Crosby, Stills and Nash. <laughs> okay, okay. I think he was one of those guys. Okay, sorry. The Crosby guy. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there was a documentary on him, and there was another movie happening concurrently. Um, so we had. We selected for whatever reasons to go to the other film. So there was a, a lovely. I, I there was people at the box office, and I said, "Hey, um, I've got these two extra tickets. Do you want to go to the movie?" And three different couples turned me down because they had plans for other films. So I found this lovely Asian couple who was very you know, very happy, like over the moon. Wow. Yeah, they said they were unable to get tickets to any movies, so they were so ecstatic. Wow. Yeah. And so so you saw it was maybe six, seven movies while you were there? I think I saw, I ended up seeing about eight while yeah. I was there. And how do these movies relate to like just a regular movie you might see on Netflix or at the theater locally? Is it, are they more artsy, independent kind of movies or? Mm. I think it varies. So there's no, there's no blockbusters here. Well, I think the some of them could turn into blockbusters. So we were looking at, some of the movies that have come out of Sundance previously, and right. some of them have gone on to win um, awards. Right, so right. there are some definitely some movies in the making that when they get picked up by, I don't know, MGM Studios, hypothetically, mm-hmm. they're going to polish it up and then re- release it again. With, so did you, of the eight you saw, right, put them on a spectrum for me. Did you love them, like them, ah, eh, you know? I loved all of them. Except for one, yeah, there was one that was just too artsy. Took a nap in. It was just, it was, it was just too artsy. Yeah, yeah, it was good, but it was just very difficult to follow. The the rest we loved them. Uh, now, what's interesting is I wonder if our experience was han- enhanced because we got to meet the cast and the writers and the people behind the movie to understand and ask questions about you know the process and what they were thinking. So did you, did you, so you met the cast, you talked to it. So did you get a sense of the art of the movie making and behind what was involved with that? Yeah. One of them, um, we saw a movie, it was called The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Um, and the writer was there. He said it, this movie was five years in the making. Wow. Yeah. So, so let's talk a little bit about the, uh, beyond the movie scene, which, cause that was the venue, but mm-hmm. like. The, the, the you know the glue that stitched that thing together for you was a, a social dynamic where you had nine people together, friends. You had a great time. Uh, so talk a little bit about how the social dynamic worked. Like, did you everybody have to do everything together, or was it like you'd meet together 
you know, once yeah. a day? Or how'd that work? So I think we talked about this on one of our previous podcasts. So book ending the trip. So we did a little bit of planning, which was make sure we had the house in place, make sure we did one meal together. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of it was kind of open. So we said, here, for people that wanted to see movies, here's the schedule and the films that we're going to see. Let us know if you're in. And if you're not, that's cool. And then people that wanted to go skiing booked up their uh, lift passes. So it was it was kind of open. The nice thing, though, was everybody coming home and there's people at the house. You can share stories, have laughs together. Right. Did so, you go skiing? No, I didn't. How about Rohan and Sean? Did they yeah, go? Yeah, they both yeah. went. And I think they ended up on a double diamond black by accident. Yeah, that would only be by accident for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think they, uh, that was uh, quite an adventure for them. So, but it was an expensive trip. Everything was expensive there. Or you're saying a lot of stuff was free when you were in there. Well, we went to a champagne lounge, right. which was part of the opera ski uh, at one of the hotels. And a glass of champagne was thirty four dollars. There you go. That's a bargain. Yeah, I think we paid twenty dollars at Restoration Hardware for a glass of champagne. <laughs> that is true. But it was, I think, it was domestic. Yeah. So this was French. This is French. You got go. to pay for the import. Yeah. So it was good. I, I think overall, definitely the social component made it what it was. Yeah. And everybody got along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone. Give us a story of a good fight. Nothing. <laughs> no, no fights. No, no, no fights over the bathroom. Someone taking forever. <laughs> no, we've we've got a good story, but we'll wait for uh, Sean on our next <laughs> okay. podcast. Yeah, Sean's somewhere. Where is Sean in Paris right now? Who knows where he goes? I, I where did he, he go? He might. I think he's still domestic in in uh, Nashville. He went to Nashville. Yeah, I, I got to live his life. <laughs> he would have just gone straight, but he's got those. Ski, he was carrying his skis around. So he's he, like, I no, he, so he brought skis. Yeah. Well, if you have skis, you're gonna bring in the Park City. You're not gonna rent. Well, yeah, and Park City is equipped for it. On Uber, there's actually a separate option, which is called Uber Ski. Oh, so they they have ski racks on the cars. Mm-hmm. You can take them around. Yeah. yeah, they're they're ready for it. Yeah, well, they hosted the Olympics there, so that I means they're all set. Yeah, that's right. We did see that actually. We walked around Salt Lake City downtown. They had had. And how how was the food in Park City? Was it sophisticated? You come from Manhattan, the center of the world for cuisine. Yeah, it was okay. There you (laughs) go. Spoken like a true New Yorker. (laughs) Nothing's as good as New York. Well, that's probably true. I was expecting a lot more of the farm-to-table freshness, but because it was Park City, a lot of places had these. Limited, you know, three course menus, prefix. It's also January. It's like the winter time, right? That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they're growing in January. So that is true. It's coming out of the freezer <laughs> or, or uh, outside anyway. <laughs> anyway, so it was a good time. It was great. Yeah. So that's good. So we have some, some trips we're talking about planning for our group, and uh, we're going to try to incorporate that social dynamic in there. And maybe, you know, we can. Check out one of the film festivals here in New York. There's a, a lot going on there. I, I'm interested to see, you know, there's a lot of projects getting greenlighted with so many avenues for distribution now. You have a lot of film festivals being created, which are these avenues for artists to create and perfect their craft. But you also have these uh, studios like Amazon, Google, Netflix, et cetera, who are, who are creating whole new avenues. They used to have to go through basically Hollywood and yeah. some of the old distribution models, but there's new models now, you know, getting ready to green light a lot of projects. Well, Mindy Kaling, I don't know if you know who she is. No. 
um, so she had a movie that premiered there, and I, it already got picked up, I think, the day after her premiere for $13 million from Amazon Studios. Did you see the new studios present? Like, did you see Netflix there? Yeah. So a lot of uh, Netflix press. Also, I didn't know CNN was into films. They've got a CNN films division. Maybe it's small, but they had a they had a little outpost. They've set made up. some movies. They made the one with Morgan Spurlock called mm-hmm. Supersize Me. Okay. So they've made a few. Okay. And uh, some of them documentaries, even like uh, CNBC. You know, they've made a couple movies, but I think it's it's more one off. Mm. Whereas Amazon, now Google's getting into Apple. But I would say Netflix is the biggest of the three in terms of just projects they're doing. Definitely a big Netflix and Amazon. And there's a lot. There's also a lot of independents out of Canada and the UK who get picked up mm. uh, by these studios. So they'll, they'll they'll independently produce something and then they'll sell it back to them after it's produced or gets to a certain point. Yeah, that is very interesting. So, but you saw the major studios. Were they uh, were they obvious walking around? Um, I don't know if they were completely uh, obvious, but you definitely saw the, the, their passes and uh, on some of the movies when they do the trailers. Yeah. Ne- maybe Netflix played a role. It showed up there. People were talking about it. Uh, Amazon made the first big purchase of that $13 million. So there's definitely a lot of buzz around those studios. Did you see uh, any any? Sp- Sightings of like movie stars and stuff like that. So many. Really. So many. Give me one or two. John Hamm, uh, Olivia Octava Spencer from The Help. I know the first guy. He's from Mad Men, right? Yeah. I have no idea who the second one is. Oh God, we saw a lot. A guy named Luke Cage. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, 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 I'm sorry, Luke. If you're a famous guy, then I don't know who you are. But John Hamm, I do know. Yeah. Um, now, do you get, uh, they just walk by and people were like, oh, there's John Hamm? Or did you sit and talk to him and say, hey, I love Mad Men? Um, he was in the same restaurant as us. Really? What yeah. did you order? <laughs> Enchiladas. It was a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, like, but but that's the kind of venue where, you know, a lot of those people can just walk around and not be accosted because there's so many. Yeah, they yeah. were, uh, there was maybe some, a small paparazzi presence. Did they have, but, like, a conference center, like a center of the the of the whole thing where they'd have like a stage and they'd talk about the festival and things like that. They didn't have that. Yeah. They did have Sundance had a lounge that was dedicated to, I guess if you were a writer or director, but nothing where. So you didn't see Robert Redford up on stage talking about it. No, but they kept showing footage. So Sundance had a little promo video that they played at the beginning of every movie. And Robert Redford was in that. Yeah. But I don't know where that took place. He started the festival, I want to say in the late seventies, early eighties. I don't know, like 1800s or something. I don't think he's that old. (laughs) No, he's Uh, not. But, but he started it. Thirty years ago, I don't know when he did. Yeah, it's an awesome. You festival. just came from there. When did he start it? I don't know when he started. All right, a long time ago. It's apparently, the eighteen hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good festival. I, I mean, yeah. I think what he's done is phenomenal. Yeah, it's and, great. So he's associated with that, and I think like Robert De Niro does the Tribeca Film Festival in New York. Yes, that's uh, right. And that, I think that's coming up, isn't it? Yeah, we should try to get tickets. Actually, it's um, happening. I believe it happens around September. Okay. I thought that was uh, somehow. I, th- I thought it was in the spring. It's, it's in the fall then. Uh, I thought yeah. I remember being cold and standing in line last year, but it could be spring. Cold now in New York. <laughs> yeah, we had is. a squall today. I know. So anyway, that's good. So, uh, but a good experience. A great experience, and talking about uh, time over money. 
It was a very expensive weekend. Oh, that's let me let me ask you a couple of questions. Did you talk about uh, our conversations about the podcast we're talking about with uh, the experience with some people out there? Yeah, because uh, we realized that Sundance in itself is an experience, right? And even the experience of um, we were talking earlier upstairs today about they give you a ballot at the end. And you have four corners of this ballot uh, star rating. And mm -hmm. so you kind of slit the corner that you want to give the rating to the movie. And so we had a conversation with some people on, you know, oh, they need to digitize this. And then we started talking. Actually, it's part of the experience. The whole thing about being in paper in, ballot, analog, yeah, old school. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's even, some things. Even making it on, on uh, film uh, cinema versus digital displays. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think even the the movie releases. Well, and what, do, do you have any uh, interesting uh, anecdotes or conversations you had about introducing the topic of of focusing on time management and experience versus you know money or digitization? Yeah, we sat down actually, and we were talking to um, uh, we met a writer and somebody who works in the movie industry. Just two people casually r random encounter at the bar. And we started talking to them um, about Park City and just this whole notion of, you know, people coming out there um, to experience it, even though it is one of the most expensive places to be during Sundance. And they um, also, their, their thoughts were that you just can't, it, there's a feeling, an inspiration, a creativeness, an energy that it, it's like money's almost secondary you go there for all of these other feelings that Sundance gives you right? versus just, you know, looking at your, your purse. But people are opening up their pocketbooks left, right, and center for movie tickets, for beverages, paraphernalia, just all on. And it it's one time. It was crowded. Yeah. And it's one tiny street. It's, yeah. it's Main Street's not that big. Yeah. And the Park City itself has a population of about 8,000 year round. And during Sundance, it, it turns up to about 125,000 people. Really? Yeah. And the city does a great job absor of absorbing all of that. That seems like a big ratio. Like, it's, where do these people stay? They're all over. Yeah. I mean, it's it's insane. So I guess if you live there, you're renting your house out for those. Everyone's renting so their no house out. there's no locals left. No. <laughs> I think the lo locals take off. They're in Florida, right? Yeah. Key West. Yeah. yeah those knuckleheads. Uh, and they're renting movies. their places out for like two, three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000 a night. And, and that can cover a good portion of their probably their mortgage for a good part of the year. Yeah. Wow. It's a good deal. That's great. Well, it's fantastic. So thanks for giving that. When Sean gets back from wherever he's at, he's going to Antarctica or something like yeah, that yeah. next? I have no he's idea. He's on expedition. So uh, maybe next week we can uh, get a feel for, get him and Rohan in here. We'll talk a little bit more about the broader dynamic mm -hmm. and uh, talk about one of our next things that we got going. Yeah, so, sounds good. Great. All right, thanks. Hey, this is Karen Bajwa. Thanks for checking out the show today. If you like what you heard, head on over to our website, rumjog.com. If you happen to be in the New York or New Jersey area, come check out our meetup called Digital Disruption. We cover topics like you heard today with a live audience. Lastly, don't forget to follow us on social media using the handle at Rumjog. Talk to you soon.